Amy, who would you say the best looking celebrity guy is? Wow, probably Ryan Gosling. I like him a lot. <laughs> he comes in at number 10 on the list. Number 10? Well, it's called the golden ratio. Okay. According 10. to a scientific formula that determines beauty, this golden ratio has determined that Ryan Gosling is at number 10. So apparently you use it, someone's always putting it on celebrity faces, and it's a lot of different things. But Kanye's at 9. And he's really the only guy on this list that I wouldn't consider really attractive. That Idris Elba is at eight. That's a good-looking guy. Okay, I wait, I don't is. know who that is. Uh, David Beckham's at seven. Oh, good-looking yeah. dude. At seven? He, he's like number two behind Ryan Gosling. Hugh Jackman at six. George Clooney at five. <laughs> the age eventually has to creep up on Clooney and go, all right, he used to be real hot. And he's still a good-looking older guy, but is he in the top <laughs> tier Very of good-looking good looking. guys? Yes. Still, though? Yes, still. Brad Pitt at four. Yes. Bradley Cooper at three. Yeah. What's <laughs> happening right now? Okay, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> Wait, okay, these are good though, but but still, I put I can't believe Ryan Gosling's ten. Keep going. Henry Cavill's at two. Oh, that's super. Superman. Man, with all the abs. And then number one, according to the Golden Ratio. By the way, Morgan, number two, who's the hottest celebrity guy in your opinion right now? Can be any celebrity. Uh, maybe Sam Hunt. Uh, no. Oh no, sorry, sorry. I, just, I, was, I didn't mean to say that. Like <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Oh, oh yeah, didn't, didn't make the list. Great looking guy. Yeah, really good. Who is so strikingly good looking oh, to me that I'm like, that's tough. Well, for a long time, Ryan Reynolds was your was your dude. Mm-hmm. You you done with that one? Oh you yeah, move, you moved on. That. We mature sometimes. Yeah, I get that. I wonder who mine would be. Like just strikingly good looking. Zac Efron. Mm-mm. Oh my god. I don't think it's him. He's got a little too many muscles. Oh. Like he's like extra ripped. I don't know if he's. Oh, on, so you want like, you know, like thin and lean, but with good muscles. I so, do like the, the 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 Australian brothers. Hemsworth. Yeah, I like Liam? maybe not but Thor. The other up. one. They, no, well, Thor's really big. But the other one. Uh, Chris Burger. Mm. I mean, maybe um, for you it's more like uh, oh, who's that guy? He, what about Captain America? You like him? McDreamy. Nah. nah. He's lean. You know that that the, the guy from you is pretty good looking? Nah. He scares <laughs> the, me. Maybe the it's his character. Show? Yeah. But it, I can't What's get that guy's that. name, Mike D? Penny uh, Pen Pen Badgley? Yeah. That is, he's a pretty good looking guy. I'll go with him right now. He's my favorite good looking guy. Interesting. But number one on the list is Robert Pattinson from Twilight. He's about mm-hmm. to be the new Batman. Oh wow. Isn't he bat gonna be Batman? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's a, Robert Pattinson's a good-looking guy. I guess there's a lot of symmetry in his face. But, ah, there you go. Number one, Twilight. I think you are a hater a little bit, not on purpose, because you don't like vampires. I was not hating on... No, 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 him. but I saw your face a little bit. Because go, Ryan Gosling is 10 and Robert Pattinson's 1. But then looks are relative, but this is scientific. Maybe I don't see what the science sees. You know who's really good looking? Who I've been able to spend just a little bit of time with? Who? Orlando Bloom. Oh, oh wow. yeah. Because mm-hmm, that's Katy Perry's fiance. Went to dinner last year. Mm-hmm. You just you look at him and you go, God made you this pretty. Wow. Because it's, he's really that pretty in yeah, person. It's really crazy sometimes how different people can look. In, the celebrities can look in person. Because yeah, he's one where I'd be like, yeah, he's good looking, but I wouldn't describe him as like. But you're you're mm-hmm. saying it's. I, legit. I just stared at him and he's eating. 
and he would eat, and I'll be like, dang. Oh, dang, how do you do that? I was just like, congratulations. That's what I felt like saying to him. God must have spent a little more time yeah. on you. Good thing yeah. you didn't. God must have spent a little more time on you. On you, on Yeah, you, on you. man. Do you want to play what's happening in this viral video? Sure. Okay. Here's another round of what's happening in this viral video. You have to guess the sound from a funny video. I'll play it. I'll give you options. Uh, first of all, this video on TikTok has over a million views. I'm going to tell you the three things and you listen to see if you can guess it. Is it a flooding boat motor, a koala at the zoo, or a woman making sounds on her husband's belly? Okay. Here is the clip. What is that? A flooding boat motor, a koala at the zoo, or a woman making sounds on her husband's belly? Let's do it again. All right, there you go. I know what it is. Okay, I'm in. Wow. You, you guys want to guess? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in, in for the one. Amy, go ahead. Uh, it's a koala at the zoo. <laughs> okay. Lunchbox? I have the koala at the zoo. Eddie? I'm going to go a uh, woman making money on her husband's be- making noises on her husband's belly. Okay, uh, just give me a little little bit of that clip one more time. Raymond, if you can hit me with some of that. Here you go. Oh. All right, there you go. All right, so here's the sound from a viral video. Is that a flooding boat motor, a koala at the zoo, or... A woman making sounds on her husband's belly. Let's go to Kelly in Minnesota, who's on the phone. Give her a chance here. Hey, Kelly, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm really good. You heard the sounds. What do you think? I did. I 100% think it's a woman on a husband. Eddie thinks on the, the sa- belly. Eddie thinks the same thing. <laughs> That's and right. That is what? Wrong. Wow. Sorry. A koala at the zoo is Amy and Lunchbox's answer. Yeah, has to be. That is. Right. Yes. There it is. That is a koala at the zoo. A girl named Stephanie Jane who went to the zoo in Australia took this video and the koala is looking right up at her and making this sound right here. Like a pig. Yeah. There you go. You guys win no prize, but in your um, heart, I hope it's a little more full today. It is. Um, <laughs> Kelly, thank you for listening. Sorry you didn't win. No, that's okay. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Hope your day's good too. We're going to go to Karina in Ohio, who is uh, standing by to talk on the show. Hey, Karina, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. What's going on with you? I wanted to tell you good morning, or to tell you thank you, because for many years, my husband has not been a positive person, and I've been working to try to make him a positive person. Kind of a same background as you, and would give him the books and tell him to Bobby. He's great. He's positive. I've been married to this man for 14 years, and the past few years have been the best years of our life. And I honestly believe, Bobby, it's because he listens to you every morning. I can't thank you enough, Bobby. Well, that's very nice of you. My first question is, how hard was it to convince him to actually listen to the show or read one of my books? Um, it was hard because he's um, he's a cat. He doesn't like to change his environment. And... We had some pretty rough times in our marriage, as most marriages do. And we both sat down and figured we need to do something different than what we're doing now. We need to not be negative. We need to be positive. We also started working out. 
um, due to you and eating healthier due to Amy. So thank you, Amy. Look at this. We're influencing them all. Wow. 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 Come on. Well, I've lost 60 pounds. Oh, my wow, God. Wow, holy crap. I've lost 30. Wow. Yes. Well, Karina, this is a really wonderful call, and I appreciate you sharing. What's your husband's name? His name is Terry. Well, Terry, congratulations. Karina, congratulations. We're, we're so thankful that you listened to the show, and, and thanks for the support and reading the books and, and just being the positive people that you are. That's, that's a great way to start that. That's really nice. It's the Bobby Ball Show. Coming from the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela Studio on Music Row, it's the Bobby Bone Show. I was reading this study where if you ask a guy, hey, what, what does a girl like? And, and guys say muscles. And they asked a bunch of girls that were like, hey, what do guys like? And they were like, thin. So guys are like, this is how they feel about me. And girls are like, this is how they feel about me, right? But it turns out that's really not it at all. Because women assume the thinner you were, the more attractive you were. Men assume the more muscular you were, the more attractive you were. But when they went to all these folks between age 17 and 30, they said, hey, what's up with your body image? What do you like? And women overestimate thinness of female bodies and men overestimate the muscularity that men need, that women need. Does that make sense? Totally. And it's what society's done to us. It, that, that doesn't just happen. We've been, pay, we've been given that picture that this is what you're supposed to look like, thin. This is what you're supposed to look like as men, muscular. And it's not realistic. I don't have a good body image for myself. I don't think I ever have because it used to be I was way too skinny and got made fun of. As a kid, I had had bones that came out of my shoulders and I just got ridiculed like crazy. And I think that's where it comes from. It's not about being in shape. It's about I was just never the right size. And I always was made fun of for how small I was. I mean, still, I have the chest of, like Eddie's son and I have the same chest. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Eddie's son's 12. (laughs) Well, I'm just glad you're able to talk about it because it shows guys that they can talk about it and it's okay. I think women are just more used to it, used to talking about it because it's acceptable for women to talk about. And not that we should, but it it is one of those things. But I like the findings. The findings are that that's what we think people want when really we're that that's not. I don't know what the... Uh, official outcome was how do we know they're not lying oh they People could be in the poll mm-hmm. no they're- i, I, I kind of take the outlook of like you know it doesn't matter what anyone th- thinks but my wife thinks i look good then when are you will you ever get there with like nah. no because it's not about her it's about you it's about you me. need to you need to not even be worried about what your wife thinks you need to be happy with Dang. you yeah. you just got served so papers no. right no, it's I'm hard <laughs> i'm a work in progress it's hard i have the same issues and i've been working through it for uh, like putting in the work for about a year and it's no joke. Like well, it's I, hard. I read that and thought I was shared. I knew that you would uh, find that story. I find it really interesting. Interesting. Mm. It's something I should share. Yeah. The end. Thank you very much. Bobby Bones. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A stranger risks his life to save a lost dog in traffic. This dude stopped in traffic in the middle of FDR Drive in New York City to save a lost dog. The anonymous stranger is being called a hero for risking his life to walk over and grab Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu is the name of the dog. The unnamed man is called a hero because the road was so busy. A cell phone video shows traffic at a standstill as the Good Samaritan kneels next to the dog on the road. The NYPD sergeant reports that the dog... A four-year-old Shiba Inu. Ever heard of that kind of dog? Mm-mm. Must be expensive. Yeah. 
has been safely reunited with his owners. He also is the man who saved him, wouldn't give his name. And the guy who saved the dog also admitted he's very afraid of dogs. But that he just saw the dog out there and was like, it doesn't matter how afraid I am, I got to go save this dog because he didn't want it to get hit by a car. They're cute. It's a pretty dog. Well, he, but you knew. I thought that was the name of the dog. It's a Japanese <laughs> it's a breed of a hunting dog. I know when you first said it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But yeah. Now it's like a fox. It's a small to medium breed, one of the six original natives to Japan. Wow. A Shiba Inu. Anyway, this dude's scared of dogs and got out of the middle of traffic and saved the dog. And I think that deserves a shout out. And he wanted to stay anonymous. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Murdoch, Florida. A man had noticed, man, my car stinks. I need to improve the smell if I'm going to go on this date tonight. So what can I put in here? Ah, scented candle. So he lights the candle, puts it on the passenger seat, and he's driving around. He hits the brakes, falls oh, onto the floorboard. No. There's papers on the floorboard. Car that up stinks. in flames. Oh that gosh. stinks. Because I've so I've done that thing where you put something in the seat and it falls over. Usually food. Yeah, but not a candle. I know. That part of it, though, <laughs> a little weird. Dang. Hey, what happened with the car? Does it have any final? Is it? Oh, de- uh, it's destroyed. Yeah, Jeez. completely destroyed. Okay. But he's okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Bobby Bones. Folks, it's your buddy and mine. Mr. Bobby Bones. So elder versus millennial, Eddie's the elder, he's in his 40s. Yeah, 40, Mor- 40, 40. Morgan number two is the millennial, she's in her 20s. So we'll just ask Eddie the young questions and Morgan mm-hmm. number two the old questions. Eddie, I have three questions for you that millennials would know. Excellent. You may not, but millennials all know these. I have okay. an 11-year-old, so I'm pretty hip to all this stuff. <laughs> but I don't think he's a millennial. No, but he knows the young stuff. Okay. I think. JOMO what? is an acronym that stands Ooh. for what? Okay. I know what FOMO is. JOMO. J-O-M-O. JOMO stands for what? So the F in FOMO is fear of missing out. So the JOMO must be the joy of missing out. So you say the answer is? Joy of missing out. That is? Correct. Yeah! One, that's good. See? And I've never heard that before. That was context clues. The Lizzie McGuire reboot is expected at Disney Plus this year. Mm-hmm. Who plays Lizzie McGuire? Hillary Duff. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> Guys, I'm on fire right now. Guess who has Disney Plus at the house? This guy. Oh, wow. I, I'm a head out is from a meme featuring what cartoon character? I'm a head out. I, I'm a head out. Hmm. Um... Doug, funny. Because there are Doug funny memes everywhere you go, right? <laughs> so stupid. As soon as I said I was dumb. Morgan number two, you can steal this. I, I'm going to head out. Is a meme featuring what cartoon character? I, oh my gosh, I don't know. Um, any, guess it, any guess at Kermit? all? Kermit? Kermit, no. Solid guess. A lot of Kermit memes, but they're the most cartoon memes of... SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. There's a SpongeBob meme for everything. And he says, I am going to head out. One of them. Okay, uh, we're going to switch it up now. Morgan number two, I'm going to ask you questions from the elder group. All right. Okay. Morgan number two, what cartoon character says, I have the power when he lifts his sword? <laughs> um. 
You know, I don't know the superhero, but I'm going to guess Thor because I'm watching Thor, the movie. no. Eddie. That's He-Man, bro. Yeah, there it is, bro. Who? Uh, He-Man. <laughs> He-Man and what? Skeletor, Castle Grayskull. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> Morgan number two. Yeah. Hello, Newman. Is a catchphrase from what TV show? Hello, Newman. Were these all in the 80s? No, <laughs> no, no they weren't. All in the 80s. <laughs> Hello, Newman. He-Man was. Oh. Yeah, but not this one. This one, borderline. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lucy. I don't know. That's like the 50s and 60s. That's like a kid who has no even... idea when you were born because he, he was like, <laughs> he's like, Dad, did you ever go watch the Beatles in concert? My kids have done that to me. <laughs> Um, Hello, Newman was from Seinfeld. Hello, Jerry. And then oh. the, Seinfeld started in 1989, but oh. that didn't happen until the early so 90s. So that was the 80s. No, early 90s when that one first happened. <laughs> Did you ever watch Seinfeld? Maybe a few episodes. Not, not really, not much. ever. Yeah. Okay, before she played Amy on The Big Bang Theory, what 90s TV show did Mayon Bialik star on NBC? It doesn't matter if you get it right or not. I know. But someone on the show also went, whoa. I know that reference, but I don't know what it's from. You Really? Wow. Uh, You're really struggling wow. to tell it. I know. know. She doesn't even know. These whoa. are hard. Whoa. whoa. The answer is, Eddie, you want to steal it? Yeah. Go ahead. Blossom. Blossom. I don't know what that is. You didn't do it. Here, let's run through the other ones. Oh, um, gosh. Who co-stars along Patrick Swayze in the 1991 action movie Point Break? Mm. You should know this. I should know this? Yeah, yeah, Is it a female or a male? It's a man. Eddie, know it? Yeah. Go ahead. Keanu. Yeah, good. What was the name of the space shuttle that broke apart 73 seconds into its flight? Was that um, the 11? The, mm. Do you know it, Eddie? Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm, yeah. She's thinking Apollo 11, but oh, it's not. It. it was. It's the Challenger. Right. Oh. Marky Mark was the stage name of what celebrity? Mark Wahlberg. Uh, well, you got oh, one. You got oh, good for you. Eddie is our winner. Play that Woo! song. There he is. The Elder wins again. Yeah. Follow Bobby on Instagram. At Mr. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show. I was asked in an interview, if I get one album the rest of my life, what album do I have? And it's pretty easy for that first one. I take John Mayer Continuum just because... John Mayer was the first artist that I ever felt like wrote things I was feeling about the times I was feeling them because he's only a couple years older than I am and I was like yeah I felt that oh it's the first time I ever felt that this album is my favorite album of all time so this is Slow Dancing in a Burning Room and then I got caught up on this I answered that and they went well which one finished close in your mind and I was like oh it's a lot of albums. It was a lot. And I went with Garth Brooks, No Fences. Oh, come on. Sometimes I think Unanswered Prayers. So good. And the, there's a bunch. This is the second record, his second record. That almost went with the first record, though, because I love... Uh, hold on one second so I can sing. I can't do two songs at the yeah. same time. I love If Tomorrow Never... That's on. on the first record. But on the second record, no, I picked No Fences as my second record. Thunder Rolls has No, has no Fences? Um... Uh, Friends in Low Places. Friends in Low Places. Mm-hmm. That's so, a good one to have for the rest of your life. So John Mayer Continuum is number one, and Garth Brooks No Fences is number two. I mean, I'm going to ask you the same question I was asked in the interview. Mm-hmm. If you get one album the rest of your... I'm coming to all you guys for your, your number one favorite in just a second. Amy, but you get one for the rest of your life. What is it? 
It's got to be George Strait because, I mean, he's my favorite. And I'll go with Amarillo by Morning is my favorite song. So I picked that album, which is on Straight from the Heart. Mm. That's the album. <laughs> 1982. That's probably one one year Wait, old. Not probably maybe. you were. <laughs> you can actually do the math on this one. I don't know which, which, depending on which time of the year it came out. It could be one and a half. But definitely some jams on there. Like, obviously I could listen to this on repeat forever, but also has like... Marina Del Rey mm-hmm. and Full Hearted Memory. Like, it's got some good ones. So, if I could survive. Did you have a number two? I'm kind of throwing this at you here. Well, I do. I mean, my number two favorite would have to be Taylor Swift. Ooh, and which one? Our original OG Taylor 2006, like self titled album. Is this from? Our song is on this. So is Tim McGraw. So is Teardrops on My Guitar. Is this her standing on the water, like in the dress, like on the puddle or whatever? Oh, yeah. In the, you mean the cover? Yeah. She's like standing there. It's her face and then there's water behind yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And her hair is all long and like frizzy and curly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely a, a solid choice. So. All right. I'm coming to you guys for your mm-hmm. number ones. Lunchbox, what do you get? One album in the rest of your life. What is it? It's easy. Tina Turner, Private Dancer. This your McDonald's album? No. This is the one you no, got No, because that's Greatest Hits. Oh. Oh, that's true. We can't do greatest hits. Yeah, we couldn't do what, greatest hits. What's so the I McDonald's to... have to do with it? That's where he found Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. On a cassette tape. We were driving to Chicago, and we stopped at McDonald's, and if you bought a combo meal, you could get her greatest hits cassette <laughs> for three ninety nine. and my mom bought it, and we played it all the way to Chicago, and I was like, this woman is amazing. She's unbelievable. And I fell in love with Tina right there. Morgan, number two, what is your number one album of all time? Oh, it had to be Shania Twain, Come On Over. Is it about this song or is it a bunch of songs on record you like? I mean, that album has pro- at least five or six songs that I listened to all the time growing up. And I just love Shania Twain. She's my favorite. Hey, did you pick a Garth Brooks album or no? Well, that was my backup. Oh, a Garth Brooks album? Yeah, but my first has to be Pearl Jam. I mean, it goes back to when we were you're a kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And like Pearl Jam to me, like you, spoke to me. Listen to that, daughter. Don't call me daughter. Did you go from Garth to Pearl Jam or Huge. Pearl Jam to Garth? No, 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 no. It was Garth. That was Garth all the way till about after Rope in the Wind. Then I went a little grunge. Grunge started coming into my life a little bit. This is your number one? Oh, yeah. And I heard his voice for the first time. like, is that an old man? No, it wasn't. Oh, Eddie Vedder? Yeah, yeah, so good. I saw a picture of them all together. Yeah, they're they look, they look huh? they're, they, I think they are old. Yeah. Bobby Bones. Uh, the Bobby Bones Show. I've never heard about tipping the kitchen. Me neither, but my brother-in-law does this all the time. And I thought, why have I never heard of this or thought of it? Because... You know, it is a way of being considerate of the entire staff at a restaurant. But what he'll do is he'll leave a tip for his server and then like add extra. And then he just tells the server, hey, this is yours. And if you could tip the rest out to the kitchen, I'd appreciate that. And the server is, he said nine times out of 10, they'd get it right away. And they're like, awesome. Kitchen's going to love it. Never heard of it. And, and I worked in a restaurant as a server for a long time. Yeah. Nobody ever tipped the kitchen when I was working at the restaurant. And I've never tipped the kitchen because I didn't know that was a thing. Me neither. But now I'm going to be aware of that. And then, so we started talking about it. Oh, the reason why it came up is I think my my brother-in-law was just going to order one drink uh, but we had already paid the full bill. And then the, my other brother-in-law was like, hey, why don't you just go ahead and add a big tip on top of that one drink and give it to the kitchen? And that's how the conversation started. So you could even do it that way if you want to separate it from the server's tip. Would you tip the kitchen lunchbox? No. Well, I like, listen, 
That if they're going to, I can't tip everybody in the restaurant. I don't tip the hostess. I don't tip the, I mean, <laughs> listen, guys, there is one person I'm tipping, the waiter. If he wants to give some of his money to the kitchen staff for making him look good by getting me food, that's fine. But I don't have time and I don't have the, the financials to be tipping everybody in the restaurant. Sorry, guys. I, I appreciate you working in the kitchen and cooking me food, but I ain't tipping you. That's a good point. I don't think that this is for everybody, but my brother-in-law is in a place where he he's like, I can do this, and and I just, so I do it. But I don't think it has to be for everybody. Well, in all my days of waiting tables, nobody ever tipped the kitchen. Never? I know, I never. All my days of being hostess for six weeks. Well, but we would have, <laughs> but, <laughs> <that's funny. laughs> but the thing is, we would always pay out the busboys, you know, from our tips. Like, we were expected oh, to pay. To so act, it's included. Like, uh, your tip. It like, just depends on where you went, because with us... You know, we at the end of the night we would collect, we'd have all of our tips, and then we would give a percentage to the bus boys and girls, the bussers, um, because they made our job easier. So yeah, we was never a thing to tip the bussers. Also, if I'm Amy's waiting on Amy's table and her brother-in-law says, "Here, tip the kitchen," I'm like, "Yeah, buddy, got you. No problem. I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, my back pocket." <laughs> you, what? No, that's yeah, so wrong. yeah. Oh, interesting though. I wonder if that's it. Where does he live? What state? He lives in Houston. So. Hmm. Is he a baller? A though? bigger city. He's pretty. Yeah. Succe- he's worked his butt off, but he's very successful. Is he yes. older? Yeah. Oh. He's a lot older. I can understand ballers doing that. Yeah. It says to show off. No, he wasn't showing off. No, he's no, no. I would, no I would do that to show off. Oh, okay. But be like, <laughs> <laughs> and this for the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not like that at all. He just, I think, appreciate tries to appreciate all the work of all the people, and he knows how hard it is, especially right now. So. He's tipping the kitchens. Did you ever get tipped as a hostess in six weeks? No, no, not that I recall. But sometimes I would seat people in the wrong area. But here's the thing about being a hostess is, you know, you have your map of the restaurant. You have different sections. And each server, you should divide up the people that come in. So you don't want to double seat anybody because that would be, as you as a waiter, that adds stress, right? So, but sometimes... Because I feel really bad if I would be taking people to section 25A to their table and then the people all of a sudden were like, oh, we really don't want to sit there. I didn't have the heart to be like, oh, let me go back to the map and try to figure this out. I'd just be like, well, which table do you want? And then I let them pick and then I would end up screwing over servers. And but I just had a hard time telling people, oh, what to do. That was easily fixable, though. Well, how? Well, because, I mean, the people would do that all the time. They would go, hey, we don't want to sit there. Is there any way we can sit over here? And the answer is yes. The answer should always be yes. I know yes. the customer's always right, but yes. the servers do not like me sometimes. Right. I got yelled at a lot in my six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there. there. <laughs> you must not have been a very good. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So this guy, Robert Smith, was driving to work and he saw this apartment building on fire. So he decided to pull in and see if anybody was in there. He broke a window. Sure enough, there was a woman asleep inside. So he went through the window and brought her to safety. Saved her life. Man, she must have been sleeping hard. There's a fire. (laughs) (laughs) And she just conked out. Yeah. Well, good for him. Mm -hmm. He risked his own life too. Even just to go up and check out what's going on. I know. I I don't know that everyone would have done that. I don't know that I would have done that. Right. I mean, you could just call 911 and say, hey, I see an apartment on fire. I don't know that I'm a hero. So good for this guy. He's a hero. Robert Smith. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Folks, it's your buddy and mine. 
Mr. Bobby Bones. All right, over to Amy as we start this hour every hour with the morning corny. The morning corny. Where do lizards go to fix their broken tails? Where do lizards go to fix their broken tails? The retail shop. The retail hey. shop. There it is. Thank you. That was the morning corny. Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show. Morgan number two, how do they get in touch with the show? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, let's open it up. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, Bobby. So I'm proposing to my girlfriend. She had she has subtly, and sometimes not so subtly, been showing me her taste in wedding rings for about a year now. I know what she likes, a diamond that isn't obnoxiously big and lots of smaller stones along the band. But about four months ago, once my grandmother knew our relationship was serious and headed toward marriage, she approached me about using my late great-grandmother's ring. Not only was this significant because my great-grandmother was a Holocaust survivor, but my grandmother told me she had the ring appraised at roughly $10,000. When she offered me the ring, how could I say no? The problem is, this ring is pretty much the exact opposite style of what my girlfriend likes. It is a large diamond with a silver, almost angular band. My question is, should I propose with my great-grandmother's ring, even if it's not the style she wants? This is a great question. Tough situation here. Yeah, I know my answer. I know that ring is important to you and important to her. But you know what's a little bit more important? Is your wife. And if you know she's not going to like it, you can't give it to her as is. I think you can maybe take some stuff from that ring if you're just determined to use it. I would say leave that ring altogether and get her one that she would like. Because you don't want your wife wearing a ring that she doesn't like, that doesn't make her feel good. In the end, that's going to be on her hand the whole time, every day, just about for the rest of her life. And do you want her really wearing something that she doesn't feel like looks good on her, she doesn't feel comfortable with, doesn't love? Just doesn't love. So... My answer is going to be, you have to get her a ring or make her a ring that looks like what she likes. Now, if you explain the situation, who knows? She may actually come around and go, well, this is value to me based on the value to you. But I'm still going to say no. I think you have to get her a ring that you know she would like, especially if you know this is the opposite of what she likes. If it was somewhere close, I think that that, that value of would elevate it. But if she just doesn't like it, I don't think you can propose with it tough it's tough yeah but i think she your wife for the rest of your life the probably the mother of your children i think she her wants rank over keeping your family's ring in the family because mm-hmm. you can always give it to somebody else you can you can actually have it hold it and give it to your kid to give to someone or maybe you have a sister the ring doesn't have to die mm-hmm. it can still stay in the family yes so that would be be my thoughts Amy, I support those thoughts. It's a good. It's good. I, I'm. I think it would be super special. But yeah, if it's the exact opposite of what she wants, then you kind of yeah, it's better to go. Like probably part of you doesn't want to let down your grandma or whomever is giving the ring and to say, oh sorry, I'm not going to use it. But then if you if you don't let down your grandma, you're going to let down your soon to be wife. And let's be honest, grandma's only got a few years left. <laughs> <laughs> wife forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kane in Georgia. You're on the air. What do you think, bud? 
Yeah, I was thinking that um, they should use it. He should use it for the proposal and see how she reacts. And then, depending on how she acts, just let her know that she has the option. They can get another one. But that was uh, an offering from his great-grandmother. And it kind of meant a lot to him. And kind of see how she reacts. And let her know she does have the option to get another one. But they're going to have that one as well. Wow. Okay, I'm but- not big on the proposal being a science experiment. And let's see how let's see how oh, she does. Oh. And we can manipulate it based on what her feelings are right when the biggest moment of one of the biggest moments of her life happens. Yeah. You know, I don't really like that. Let's just judge it. Get, get this on tape. Let's go back and look at the tape and see what her face does. I thought that was kind of a good idea. Oh, to like trick her mo- Not like trick, emotions? but kind of put the decision on her. Like, all right, why, well, why would you put her through that? Well, no, if she wants it. Because she didn't have to make that decision. Of- it's to her grandma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's no longer my decision anymore. <laughs> yes. That's, I think that would be kind of a selfish thing to do. Oh. Take the decision mm-hmm. off of you and make her do it. Right. And then, and then, and you just want to be able to go to grandma and be like, grandma, I tried. She didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma, she dry heaved. (laughs) I wouldn't have done that. I would have taken it to grandma. It's it's very valuable. I just think you can give it to somebody else in the family or even your kids later on. The ring doesn't have to lose the sentimental value. And also grandma didn't use it. If it was your great grandma's ring, you have two, two generations that didn't use it. It's not like everyone's using it all generations down. Mm hmm. If it was great grandma's, grandma didn't use it, and neither did your parents. Right. And then you did mention something about, you know, using the ring and taking it apart. I would take I the know. rocks out and put it when, in the ring. And when you said that, I was like, oh, no, you can't do that to it. But I thought, like, my mom left, like, my sister and I inherited everything from my mom, and some of the stuff we had to split, and, like, her wedding ring, like, we took it apart. I took the gold band that it was on, because it's really thick and cool looking, and then my sister took the diamond. And so we split we split that up. We didn't keep it intact. And should we have? So I guess it's not bad to split it up as long as you still have all the pieces and people can enjoy it that way. Caitlin in Kansas, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Caitlin, what do you think about this? Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> I've always wanted to be on the show. Um, so I my husband didn't propose till about four or five years after we were together. And I would have been very happy to accept any ring at that point. So that's, I don't know. I also have this idea of um, there are so many different ways to restyle rings nowadays. I'm wondering if maybe he could take it to the jewelers and see what he can do to restyle it into the style she wants, but still use. Yeah, I, I think that drink. too. And I think I'd have probably laid on that a little harder, but Amy acted like it was the dumbest thing I ever did, said. I know, I did. So I got off of that. I was we, like, you know what? Well, when you did say it, I was like, no, 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 because Holocaust survivor, like there was something to it where I was like, it's special. Like there's a story. There could be some, like, you don't want to mess it up. But then after I really thought through it, I don't think that's such a bad idea. Yeah, the style, it's still yeah. there. Yeah, it's like you still have. I feel have, good about it again. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna, yeah. I'm going to hop back on that a little <laughs> get bit. Get back on it. Get back on it. All right, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. The Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. Uh, the Bobby Bones Show. Here's the game. I will give you the actor. You give me the TV role they're best known for. Okay? And these are all people that basically we just know from having one role. Does that make sense? So I'll give you the actor. One, two, three, four. See if you can uh, give me the TV role they're best known for. Amy, Lunchbox, Morgan, number two. You guys all play. Okay? All right. Write your answer down. Up first, Jason Alexander. What's the one role that Jason Alexander had that we know him for? He's had other roles. Morgan, are you in? I'm in. What do you have? I don't have I don't have his character name. I have Seinfeld. Seinfeld's right. Good. Okay. Lunchbox? Yeah. George Costanza. Okay, Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, what am I looking for? Oh, I have George Costanza. Mike, what do you want on this? Their character, character name? Oh, uh, Morgan, I'm sorry. The judge has ruled. <laughs> Amy and Lunchbox, one point. 
It is George Costanza from Seinfeld. All right, how about this one? Rain Wilson. Morgan? That 70s show, I got nothing. Also not a name of a person. <laughs> uh, Lunchbox? Dwight Schrute. Amy? Dwight Schrute. From The Office, Dwight Schrute. Yep. How about Alfonso Ribeiro? Here's an actor. Alfonso Ribeiro. Morgan? Well, you're, t- you're struggling, huh? <laughs> I really am. He's, isn't he the, the, the did I do that guy? Isn't no, he is not. Dang it. Lunchbox? It's Carlton Banks. There you go. Amy? Carlton Banks. From the Fresh Prince, right? That's it. Now this is a story all about how right, my more. wife got Jalil White. Jalil White. What character did he play? Mostly just know him from this one character. Morgan? Family Matters? I really don't have characters. Lunchbox? <laughs> Urkel. Amy? Steve Urkel. Urkel, Family Matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. One more. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Morgan, you're going over five. <laughs> it, I mean, I'm looking at you over there. You don't even put your head down to try to think of one. This is no, there's nothing, and these are all older shows for me. Yeah, but they're still on reruns. Yeah, I know that. I know the TV shows, but character-wise, yeah, I got nothing. Uh, Kelsey Grammer, what do you have? Nothing. Tim the Toolman Taylor. No, no, <laughs> on the same time, but not the same show. Lunchbox. He's Frazier. Amy. Shoot. I thought the show was called Kelsey. Was his name Kelsey Grammer? I just said Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> I know, but That's I his thought name. I thought he was played himself, but it was Fraser, wasn't it? It was Fraser I'm Crane. An idiot. Fraser. Yeah. I put Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> you know how you know shows are like that sometimes. Lunchbox wins. There you go. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show. Terry in Baltimore, you're on the Bobby Bone Show. Terry, what's happening with you? Good morning, Bobby. Good morning. Good morning, studio. Morning. Hey, Bobby, I read in your book that you worked with like a speech therapist to get rid of your accent. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself lapsing into it when you're talking to some country stars with thick accents? Yeah. I mean, I think I haven't gotten rid of my accent totally, but uh, what happened when I was in college... I thought, man, if I'm going to be on the radio and I'm going to be wherever this weird job sends me, I need to lose some of my accent. And so I went and I went for free because they were teaching speech pathology so you could work with some of the college kids that were learning how to teach people later in their career. And I worked on my my eyes because in Arkansas, your eyes aren't their eyes. Mm. And so it'd be like, uh, I'm feeling feeling fine. Oh, and that's yeah. normal. Your, eye, your, your eyes then turn to eyes. Another one you do is fishing. It's fishing. <laughs> Your INGs. Because growing up, it's really small things that you work on that you try to eliminate anyone knowing where you're from. I still have a bit of a Southern accent, no doubt about it, because a lot of my friends that live in New York or that live in mostly the Eastern side of America give me a hard time about it still. Because I'll be on American Idol, which is a national show, and they'll be like, oh, the Hillbilly's on American Idol. And that's fine. But. Um, when I get tired, 
you start to fall back and you get, you get lazy. Mm-hmm. When I'm tired, I'm just tired. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, so yeah, my accent does come out either when I'm tired or when I go back home to Arkansas and I'm there around some of my friends for a long period of time, you kind of just go back into it. Tara, you're in Baltimore. Do you hear it often? Like, do you hear it in me when I talk? Rarely. Mm. And I have, I, I've got family and friends all over the South. But I do know when, I mean, and I grew up on the East Coast, but when I visit South, I start thinking in an accent. Nice. <laughs> I, I um, yeah, when I'm tired, when I'm talking to folks, and some words I use are very Southern words that were just in my vernacular that I don't think about. Like, and t- I didn't know that washing detergent was called that regularly until you guys started making fun of me on the show because I would say, hey, we got to, I need, I was going to get some washing powders. And you guys were like, oh, look at this. <laughs> Yee-hee, look at the hillbillies. It's detergent. Yeah. But washing powder, yeah. So there are certain things that I say too that words that I've also tried to eliminate. But I don't mind being regional at this point. Like, I think it, it, it definitely is who I'm from. I really worried about that in my, the first part of my career because I didn't want to be attached anywhere. Now I'm happy to be attached to where I'm from. So, um, that's an interesting question. I haven't thought about that in a while, Terry. I appreciate that. Okay. Enjoy the show. Y'all have a good day. Yeah. You have a good day too. Now you don't drink cause you've never had anything to drink, but if you were to ever start drinking, I could see your accent coming out then. That's when you hear some people too. Like if they have a couple drinks, then their accent starts to slip back in. Mm. Cause I guess they just get more relaxed. Cause you really have to. How many grapefruit and club sodas <laughs> do I need before I start <laughs> falling back into that? I don't know. Bobby Bone, come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Dalton is 25 years old and he went for his annual physical for work and they said, hey man, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're in stage three kidney failure. And he was like, whoa. So he needed a kidney donation. He goes to his twin brother who gets tested and he's a perfect match. Only problem is he's overweight. So his brother's like, man, I got to get my life together. Mm. Drops 60 pounds and donates a kidney to his identical twin brother. That's like two stages there. One, the kidney donation, which you would think your brother would do, but would he drop 60 LBs? That's, That's the question that he did. That's awesome. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show. How do you feel about energy drinks? Because mm. I have one. I don't drink them often. I never even had this kind before. I've had that kind. It's called Celsius Heat. Dang. Yeah, I, drank, I was really needing it this morning. And I'm not a big energy drink person, <laughs> but I was kind of dragging. Thoughts? I, okay, so I didn't know it said heat. I've had Celsius before, and it made me feel jittery or something. But I guess as long as you feel okay every once in a while if you need it, I'm okay with it. But I just wouldn't become dependent on them. Okay. I mean, I like the taste of this kind. Mm-hmm. I like the taste of Red Bull. I do mm. too. Oh, yeah, me too. I love like, it. I, I, yeah, I mean, like, I, I like energy oh, drink. What? Back in the day, our early days of this radio show, I used to drink a Red Bull every morning. Well, back in the day, I would wake they, up. They, you, people thought you should work out and drink a Red Bull. Oh, my gosh. Oh, for sure. And yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. It was like a thing. <laughs> yeah. We would, I would, I would wake up, I'd go to my fridge, and I would pop open a Red Bull, and then I'd drive to work and meet you. I'd be like, what up? Hey, did you get, <laughs> did you feel a difference when you drank the heat? No. I, uh, I don't know. Maybe I was down. I don't know. I was just dragging butt this morning. Okay. And so I was like, let me have an energy drink. It may do it like once every couple of weeks. Yeah, I think that that's fine. But it says it, the flavor is strawberry dragon fruit. Mm. What the heck is a dragon fruit? <laughs> I know what a strawberry is, but... Dragon fruit. Uh, it's like the little... But is it a real fruit or yes. is it just a weird so, name? Yes, dragon fruit's a fruit. 
Dragon fruit. It's like when you it, cut it open, it has the little black dots in it. And it's like pink. Oh, that's cute. I don't yeah. think they have this at Kroger. That's a dragon fruit? Yeah. It's real. And that's a real, that's not just, huh. No, it's like grown from God. And the real name of it's dragon fruit. Yes. <laughs> well, well, it's- Am I a, so stupid to know that no, dragon fruit's not a real- It face? says pitaya. No, I don't think that you're stupid. Dragon fruit is also known as pitaya or See. the strawberry pear- it's a beautiful tropical fruit that is sweet and crunchy. The plant, the fruit. I thought dragon fruit, but they just wanted it to be like flamey. <laughs> no. Or like, huh. No, it's a real thing. Hey, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so if you saw one of these in the wild, you'd be like, that's a dragon fruit. I think so. Let's go climb the dragon fruit tree. Mm. No, I think I would. What, Morgan, number two, would you? Yeah. Yeah, I maybe there. Maybe girls know more fruit than boys. <laughs> maybe. Probably. P- passion fruit. Okay, what What's is that? Pa- I don't know what that I looks just like. thought passion fruit was like a fruit that was like extra. Like they wanted you to feel passionate about it. <laughs> no. I can't describe what a passion fruit looks like, but I could describe to you a dragon fruit. I never I- thought that was real. I'll go and, and be an idiot. Wow, passion fruit's like a big purple, looks like a big plum. Oh. We didn't have dragon fruits or passion fruits growing in Arkansas. No, neither in South Texas either. Right, I, I think they grow elsewhere. Oh, the land of dragons? <laughs> no, but <laughs> or the land of more passion. like Game tropical of Thrones. places. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, um, energy drinks, you do them? Uh, uh, very rarely, but yeah. I'll do a five-hour. I'll do five-hour energy. Yeah. I would only I do those like before shows. If yeah. I was to kind of dragon during it, before I'd go do stand-up or Eddie and I do a music show, I'd knock it down a five-hour energy. I want to try one just to see what will happen, but then I'm scared. What if I come down hard? <laughs> And I don't want. I don't want to come it's down. It's not a drug. That's a weird fear. <laughs> if you come down hard, yeah, I don't want to be all tired and dragging. You after. know how you keep from coming down? You stay up. Baby. That's right, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones. Five unwritten rules you should be following every single day, but you aren't. I've read over these. I'll go over them with you, Amy. You haven't heard them yet. Can I get a drum roll, Raymundo? Uh, number five. RSVP, even if you can't make the party, reply no, because that way they don't account for you. Yeah. Do you do that? Yes. Oh, good for you. I don't. You just ignore it. Are you RSVP if you're going? But that's I it. for sure RSVP if I'm going. And a lot of times I don't know, so I just kind of leave it, but I should be better at that. I'm, I don't do that. Okay. Sometimes there's a maybe button. Yeah. Okay. I should be more deliberate mm-hmm. in saying I'm not coming if I'm not. Mm. Point one check in the bad category for me, but I'm gonna get better. Life's about learning. Yes, I just learned something. I should do that. Okay, number four. If you borrow something, don't let someone else borrow it from you. Yeah, no, that I I know that rule. You? I don't borrow things. No, I'm afraid. I don't ever want to have something and not be able to give it back. And sometimes accidents happen, so I don't try not to borrow. You lend things out though all the time, and and then never expect to get it back. No, because that's that's just how it be sometimes. Sweet. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, like you know what Eddie does all the time? What? And it what? doesn't matter what I wear. If he likes it, he'll go like, are you, you going to wear that again? <laughs> Even if he knows I'm going to wear it a bunch of times, because he Eddie is now the guy that gets a lot yeah, of Yeah, you've started giving him your clothes. Hand-me-downs. Yeah. And But so it's to the point, the ridiculous stuff where he knows I'm not going to give it away, but it's like, Hey, how much do you like that shirt? <laughs> but Bobby, sometimes you do a thing where you give something to someone and you think you let them borrow it, but you gave it. 
I don't think that's true. Mm, that happened with my George Strait shirt. Every no, time I, I didn't wear give it, it to you. Yes, you did. It happened one time, Uh-oh. not sometime. And he's like, <laughs> you, you're often known for this. No, I do it. Mm-hmm. One time I let you borrow my George Strait shirt. But what do you what do you do when you borrow, lend things out to people? I don't you just exp- don't expect to get right. it back because you gave it to me. Okay. Uh, yeah. Number three, only suggest to split the check evenly, even if you ordered way lesser expensive stuff on the menu. Meaning if you and I go to dinner and let's say I order four steaks and you have one piece of lettuce. Yeah. And we're splitting the check. You still split the check down the middle. That's the rule? That's the rule. Oh, okay. I would say I abide by that. As a matter of fact, I try to go, let me get it. The whole thing. Yeah. 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 That way it just... Eliminates the eliminates awkwardness. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, do not swipe left or right if show, someone shows you a photo on their phone. I mean, don't go through the roll. Yeah. Oh, I'll do that like crazy. If it's <laughs> if it's a close friend, I'll do that like crazy. If it's somebody I don't know, I don't really grab people's phones and look at stuff anyway. I'll have them show me with because I don't want to drop their phone. It's like sometimes listeners say, "Hey, can we get a picture? Let's do a selfie," and they'll hand me their phone, and I'd be like, "No, no, no, you take." Not because I don't want to touch their one, I don't want to touch their phone, but two, I don't want to drop their phone because then I'm responsible for paying for the thing if I break it. Yeah. And then finally, don't one up someone when they finish telling you a story by telling one of your own. Yeah. But what if your story is really good? <laughs> Agree. Sometimes I'll, if I have a good story, I'll bite my tongue and not say it. Just save it. Yeah. Or bring it up way later. Hey, you know when you were talking about so-and-so earlier? That, that's a thing, too. Hey, you know, yeah. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> you think that was good. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Bones. Come on. So I found this list of the most recognizable songs of all time. And so these are the 15 songs. And what we're going to do here is we're just going to see if you know title and artist of the song. Okay. So write it down. They're all super easy. You should go 15 for 15 if we get that far. Because they're pretty recognizable. They're the most recognizable period songs ever. Okay. But you have to know title and artist. Oh, boy. Are we ready? Song number one. Ready. This is the number one most recognizable song of all time. Do you know title and artist of that? I'm in. I remember the win. Lunchbox. I have Spice Girls Wannabe. That is right. Amy. Oh. Spice Girls Wannabe. Eddie? Spice Girls Wannabe. All right, everybody's in. I didn't know if it was I Wannabe. Next up. The number two most recognizable song of all time. Do you have it? I have it. You have it, Amy? I have the singer. I have the singer. What is it called? I can't think of it either. Oh, I got it. I'm in. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Hold lunch. on. Amy's in. For the win. All right, three oh, seconds. Oh, I got it. Oh, Trump my gosh. It. I'm in for the win. Lunchbox. Lou Vega, Mambo number five. Mm-hmm. Amy. <gasps> Lou Vega, Mambo number five. Eddie. Lou Vega, Mambo number five. Good. Everybody's in. All right, here we go. This is the number three most recognizable song. But who's the artist? Yeah, that's the hard part. No, it's not. It's easy. I'm in for the win. You are? Yeah. 
Amen. Amy struggling, her head's down on her desk. Don't look at my paper. <laughs> I'm already in, dude. Hold on, so I know that it's something like this, okay? Good. Okay, lunchbox. I mean, it's Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Oh, Amy? Shoot. It's Eye of the Tiger by Spirit. <laughs> I knew it was close. Spirit, no, Survivor. Wrong. Eddie? Eye of the Tiger, Survivor. Oh. Good, good, good. Okay, here we go. Next one up. All right. Lunchbox. Just dance, Lady Gaga. Eddie. Just dance, Lady Gaga. Good. This Ooh. one. Next one's tough. I mean, I need to hear it, but this, see if you can get this one. <laughs> this is European influence on this one. I'm gonna go ahead and throw this one out, unless somebody knows it right away. I don't know. I no I, is it ABBA? Uh huh. I don't know the song. SOS. Don't know it. No okay. idea. We'll go to the next one. Ooh, I've never heard that one. Pretty woman. Walking down the street, pretty woman. Do name or are we just writing down? No, no, you're, you're writing down. Yeah, Most recognizable songs of all time. Title and artist. I'm in. Mercy. Mercy. Pretty woman. Who sings like that? Pretty woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase that road. Yeah, chase that. Yes, yeah, go, go, go. Pretty woman. Pretty woman. I don't think it's Elvis. I don't think you like it very much. Oh, pretty woman. A pretty woman. Hey, pretty woman. Hey, pretty mama. You pretty woman, pretty mama. Well, you're a pretty woman. Well, you're a pretty woman. Come over here, pretty woman, pretty mama. All right, I got it. Pretty Eddie, woman. Uh, sorry, lunchbox. Pretty woman, Jim Morrison. Oh. Uh, no, but, I mean, kind of close. Do you know what, Amy? No. Oh, then how do you know good try? Because I feel like it's close to that. Sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Un. Eddie? <laughs> the name rhymes kind of rhymes with it. Pretty Woman, Roy Orbison. Oh! There you go. There's our winner. <laughs> Play that Eddie song. There he is. Yeah! Yeah. The Bobby Bones. Bobby Bones Show. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A stranger risks his life to save a lost dog in traffic. This dude stopped in traffic in the middle of FDR Drive in New York City to save a lost dog. The anonymous stranger is being called a hero for risking his life to walk over and grab Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu is the name of the dog. The unnamed man is called a hero because the road was so busy. A cell phone video shows traffic at a standstill as the Good Samaritan kneels next to the dog on the road. The NYPD sergeant reports that the dog, a four-year-old Shiba Inu, ever heard of that kind of dog? Mm -mm. Must be expensive. Yeah. Has been safely reunited with his owners. He also is the man who saved him wouldn't give his name. And the guy who saved the dog also admitted he's very afraid of dogs. But that he just saw the dog out there and was like, it doesn't matter how afraid I am, I got to go save this dog because he didn't want it to get hit by a car. They're cute. It's a pretty dog. Shiba Inu. I thought that was the name of the dog. It's a Japanese <laughs> yeah, breed of a hunting dog. I know when you first said it, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But yeah. That looks like a fox. It's a small to medium breed, one of the six original natives to Japan. Wow. A 
Shiba Inu. Anyway, this dude's scared of dogs and got out of the middle of traffic and saved the dog, and I think that deserves a shout-out. And he wanted to stay anonymous. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone, come on. This woman has food poisoning, and that is just an awful feeling. Nothing you can do. Head hurts, stomach hurts. Oh. And she's like, I have terrible food poisoning. Until she gave birth. Oh, wow. So she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Patricia Crawford, a New Jersey woman, thought she had food poisoning, spent the night in the bathroom with tummy troubles, and then at 5 a.m. her son was born. Golly, oh, this happens, and it's so crazy. Every time it happens, it's so bizarre. She said she didn't have any pregnancy symptoms over the nine months, aside from the occasional stomach pain. That she may have felt a flutter, but it was like, I thought it was gas. <laughs> but I mean, I just see how big bellies get some like the baby like there's no denying that someone is like nine months pregnant and then and I wonder that moment too where it goes from am I about to do number two to there's a baby head <laughs> it's probably a different feeling it, I would think. but it's like oh my that's what huh I know he, uh, crazy I huh? wonder if my friend that this happened to she would be willing I mean I haven't talked to her in years I'd love I wonder you to get her on she, the phone I mean I would have to track her down she's my friend from college this legit happened to her and she was in the bathroom, didn't know she was pregnant. Next thing you know, baby came out. There you have it. But her uterus is really set far back. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. See you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's a Bobby Bones show.